When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My name is Birdie and I'm a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. My name is Robert and I'm an energy worker. That means I'm in tune with the flow of energies that surround us. I'm immersing myself in the paranormal to discover where my path will take me. Welcome to our Spirit Diaries. Hello and welcome to the Spirit Diaries. My name is Birdie and I am here with my co-host, Robert. And this is our Halloween special episode. (laughs) (laughs) So I have mentioned a few times how I have been dreading this episode since I started the podcast. I started this podcast to share what it was really like to be a medium. So I've seen so many mediums portrayed in movies and on TV and reality or in books, but I've never personally gotten to see people talk about the very real sides of mediumship and sort of the burden that it is. I think it's always painted really pretty, really exciting. Even these scary paranormal shows that have really dark, scary things, they're painted to be something really exciting. And oh my gosh, could you imagine? And so many people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except you guys, you listening are so smart because I posted a poll last episode and I asked, Out of all of you, would you spend the night in the apartment? And you all agreed, every single person, all 100% of you said, heck no. See, these are the kind of people, our listeners, who are going to survive. It's true. (laughs) Uh, But I think it's painted in such a fantastical light that I I think a lot of times mediumship and the paranormal gets misrepresented. Right, I agree. So I, I'm I'm delaying, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we jump in and get started, I do want to say we have a Patreon page on patreon.com slash spirit diaries. And over there, I have just been working on uploading some photos. So I uploaded behind the scenes, full spectrum photos from our Fort Loudoun investigation, which is free to watch on YouTube. And I uploaded photos of the handprints, if any of you wanted to look at those closer. And I uploaded a few of our prank photos and we will continue uploading behind the scenes photos and content over there for you all to peruse. And I I hope that's a good resource that we can sort of put all of our extra goodies over there to enjoy. Yeah, for sure. All the extras, any type of evidence that 
we have just for you to see backing up our claims we'll kind of toss over there yeah and i think that will too be just a really fun place and you can also support the podcast that way so that way we can go on more investigations get more equipment and do more fun things and bring more content to you definitely and if you want to support the podcast with some merch uh, go ahead and check out either etsy.com shop spirit diaries or myspiritdiaries.com and check out some of the merchandise we have there we have some original design t-shirts by birdie herself so if you want to rep the podcast and help us out in the process, please feel free to check it out. Yeah, that's how we monetize off of demons is <laughs> they teach you art and then we use that to our benefit. All right, so I, I guess it's I guess it's time for us to get started in this Halloween episode and the, our kids must know it's about time to get creepy because I just had one of our cats crawl up on my lap and it looks like you're about to get one too, huh? Yep. Oh, looks you like did. the little one jumped on my lap. <laughs> All right, so we have our little protecty cats on our lap. I wish you guys were there. Actually, I don't. No, it's better that they weren't there. Yeah, I guess so. But I'm glad we have our little protector cats now. So now that we both got a little love, lovins, let's uh, get into some scary stories. Sounds good. So time continued to progress in the apartment. We were sure we wanted to leave, but there was this little inkling that I I had a sweet spot for the place. I, I It was our first place. I didn't really want to go all that bad. And honestly, activity started to die down right. just a little bit. Yeah, it kind of receded back a little bit, like things were going to maybe go away and return back to normal. Yeah, it it, it started to seem like maybe we shouldn't go. Maybe we were overreacting. Maybe this was a hallucination. It just was seemingly normal for a bit. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I was starting to get more comfortable. And honestly, it seemed like I was starting to think about it less and less all the experiences that we had and they were kind of being pushed back to the back of my mind absolutely while i was getting back into the normal rut of work and school and just kind of normal life fading back in yeah it it felt normal and it it honestly didn't feel too bad so i know i had started thinking maybe we should stay right and i know that must sound crazy to all of you but we were so doubtful. Even with his little brother experiencing it, there was still that seed of doubt. We are skeptics at this point, full-blown, to the point where we just could not accept any empirical evidence as... Uh, there, there was just none. The no. evidence equaled zero. Yes. <laughs> there was no fact that this was really going on. Right. So, I mean, why not stay? We were getting more comfortable and we were being lulled into a false sense of comfortability. Which we didn't know. So one night we were hanging out, we were in our bedroom and I think we were both on our laptops playing games, watching TV, just being kids, (laughs) having fun and 
It was a Saturday night. Things were things were good. Yeah, things were calm. We were having fun, just hanging out, playing on our laptops, relaxing. Mm-hmm. Not really any bad vibes or anything happening. Yeah, and I was starting to get a little sleepy. So I said to Rob, hey, can you go bump the air down before bed? And I put away my things and sort of curled under the covers. And he stood up, walked out of the room, and our thermostat was right outside of the bedroom in this little hallway that had the trifecta of doors where the hub of activity did seem to be centered in the house. Right. So... It was, if you walked through the hallway out of the bedroom, right around the corner of the wall on the right-hand side. Mm. So every night I would get up, go into the hallway, just kind of lean around the corner, hit the button to go down a couple degrees just so we were cool during the night. And this night was no different, exact same. Got up, went, leaned around the corner, hit it a couple times, and then turned back around and realized that my leg was burning like crazy. And from bed, I was watching you and you stood in the hallway and you just froze. And I remember looking at you and being like, what are you doing? What's wrong? It it was like you froze in time. Just that still cold fear. Was it fear? What what was happening? Because you genuinely were in the middle. You turned around like you said, and then you were just like, er. It was, it was, I don't know if it was fear as much as it was confusion. Um, I remember it happening and I remember my leg burning and my first thought was, oh, I was clumsy and I either bumped up against something or raked up against something. So my first thought was to look around me and see what I did mm-hmm. and then lift up my um, gym shorts and just kind of see like, is this was on my upper thigh. This wasn't exposed skin. This was covered up by my shorts wait a second these are the shorts that you're wearing right now that you were wearing that night oh i guess so (laughs) (laughs) that's funny oh my god this makes this so much more real he i because i'm vividly replaying this in our mind as we're telling this and i look down and you are actually wearing those freaking shorts yeah i forgot all about that (laughs) <laughs> I forgot these were them. Yeah, I've had these for a long time. <laughs> oh my god! Well, it's time to throw them away. Yeah, they've still got some years in them. Like slightly hyperventilating right now. Oh my god! So you lift up your gym shorts, and I remember looking at you, and you look at me. Your face is drained of all color, and you say, "My leg just got cut." Yeah, and I think I was in disbelief at that point because I know I hadn't bumped into anything. I do the same thing every night. There was nothing in the hallway. We didn't own furniture at that point in our lives, so it's not like something was in the way and I leaned around it and got hurt. Uh, So it was a decent-sized cut, and I just remember looking down and seeing the blood and going, what happened? Right, and when we talk about a cut, I know this is another thing that's often misrepresented on the media because a lot of people will be like oh i got scratches i got cuts and it's like a red line across you right this was you could see the pricks of blood that were actively coming out of your skin it was a cut and i when i first seen it i thought 
you are totally fucking with me. You went out there with a marker in your pocket. Mm -hmm. You slashed a marker across your leg and you, for some psychotic reason, decided this would be a funny thing to scare the shit out of me with. Right. And I got pissed. I didn't even feel bad for you at this point because I'm like, you're a fucking why are you making this so much scarier than this needs to be the activity died down i finally stopped thinking at all seconds of every day about how horrified i was of our apartment and now here you are pretending like oh my god i got a cut because i didn't think this was i, I didn't think it was real i did not believe that a spirit could harm you it didn't make sense in terms of science how could something invisible touch you and i i was watching this and i i didn't believe you right and i mean i was looking at it and watching it get worse the longer i looked at it and it wasn't just like you know when you get scratched by a cat or something where they have really sharp tips so it's a really clean almost paper cut look scratch mm -hmm. well this was kind of jagged in the cut so I could see the skin was like flayed almost yes. around the outside of the blood. And I was super confused because it looks like I like raked it against something that wasn't super sharp or wasn't super like sharp enough to cut, but dull, almost like a, like a steak knife, you know, that wouldn't yeah. cut serrated almost a serrated, sorry, a serrated knife. It wouldn't cut like the, what is, is a steak knife? The smooth one. No, I think it's serrated. Okay. So it wouldn't cut like the smooth knives right. that would have a nice paper cut. Like you said, it would be a serrated right. cut. And I get up and walk over to you. And at this point, I'm starting to come to terms with mm, you're not lying. That is actual blood on your leg. Right. You cut yourself. And I started telling you, I was like, your nails are sharp. You scratched yourself. You just don't remember. And I immediately became full skeptic and was like, this did not happen. Here's a million excuses that could have happened. Right. And I'm just looking at the cut. And this was not a small cut. This wasn't a two, three inch. This was like a seven or eight inch cut Absolutely. on my thigh. Yes. And it was burning more and more and more and more blood was, was coming out of it. It's like to the point where I had to run to the bathroom and grab some like toilet paper to like bat the blood because it was starting to like trickle a little bit down my leg so we went into the bathroom together and i followed you in there and i'm watching this happen and i'm still not sure at this point if i'm being pranked or if you're being real because i i just couldn't accept the fact that you just got harmed in our apartment by an invisible force right but as you're so soaking up the blood on your leg I make eye contact with you through the mirror and you look at me and your face is still drained of blood and somehow it drained even more and you said, my back is burning, my back right. is burning, my back is burning and you were wearing a white t-shirt and I told you to take off your shirt Right. and you did and I'm staring at your back and there is absolutely nothing there. Your back looks completely normal. You have a very clear-skinned back, so it's very easy to see if there was any marks at all. There was nothing there. And at this point, I'm a little confused again of, is this real? And I, I, I checked in with you, 
And you were still telling me, I, I swear this is burning my back. Right. And I was super freaked out after just seeing what happened to my leg because I felt it and it was in the middle of my back across my spine. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a super flexible person. I'm not scratching my spine. Like... And I had been watching you since the hallway and your hands had never gone there. No. Your hands were focused on, <laughs> on this leg yeah, exactly. that's bleeding. So we're standing there and at this point, roles reverse and I, you're watching my face as I know I was completely horrified. Oh, completely. And I told you that there was scratches appearing on your back in front of my eyes. Yeah. And I remember you telling me that it was three thin scratches across my spine. Yes. And I was freaked out because I couldn't see them. And I mean, I just felt the burning. And then you told me that they were just slowly starting to appear. Yes, it appeared from the top right and it slashed relatively straight down your spine. It slightly um, was diagonal, but the scratches were completely in a straight line. They didn't curve or anything, but it was positioned from the top right of your back. And it went down um, again about, this one was a little bigger, I would say like eight, at least eight inches, maybe nine. Right. And... It went all the way across, but it was the defined three red scratches. And these ones were not as deep as your leg, but they were similar in nature to where occasionally they had that pop in right. where you could see these like little prickles of blood coming out. And they just got redder and redder and redder as time passed. And we're just standing in the bathroom confused bewildered terrified <laughs> <laughs> yeah and to clarify the one on my leg was just one big scratch right. there wasn't three there wasn't any faded ones around it of like something caught me or something like it was just one giant cut yes the one on my back was three though they were different types of cuts absolutely and not the same and the ones on my back you said were very clean they weren't like the almost serrated tearing there that was, was on my not leg. the tearing right so even though they had the same type of um imprint of the scrape uh, prick scrape prick almost like something scraping but occasionally pushing in harder and pushing in harder and pushing in harder right um these were definitely more cat-like in a scratch to where they were that very you could see the perfectly clear line it wasn't like your leg where it was like that really nasty gory look right so we're looking at each other and immediately we silently agree <laughs> in fear yeah that we're getting the f out yeah that was uh that was a very quick decision on our part yeah we wanted to get out uh i grabbed the trash bag you grabbed the trash bag and we were just pulling fistfuls of clothes, throwing them into trash bags. I remember stuffing my laptop in my pillowcase, grabbing right. my pillow. Same. As we're doing this, I went into our bedroom closet that I hated to go in. The mirror was in there that we felt like was somehow this sort of portal to the hallway. It was a weird energy line. 
as I'm ripping my clothes off, making sure I'm grabbing work uniforms and throwing them into this bag, I feel something grab my left leg, which is the side closest to the door to the bedroom, and is holding onto my ankle. I look down and... (laughs) I was behind her at this point, and you could see the finger indentions of like being squeezed on your leg. Yeah, I'm like nervously laughing because I... I can't I can't comprehend this even to this day even though this happened even though this happened 10 years ago and we have 10 years of paranormal experience since then I have never seen something like that no again to where you could see the everybody has that like little fat muscly stuff in their leg right and you could see right above my ankle that something was gripping so hard into it that you could my leg was indented in a handprint yeah i then just ran out of there and i was waiting for you by the front door i felt this little slash on that same leg and i looked down and i had about a two inch cut the cat-like version. Right. Um, it was only one. It was not three. Right. And I was ready to get out of there. You grabbed your stuff. We had made sure everything was shut off and good to go. Yeah. And we just bolted. Yeah. Took off. So we get in the car and we're driving somewhere (laughs) we don't even know where we're heading yet no we're just heading away from there and at this point i i don't i don't know if we had any plan i'm pretty sure it was are we gonna sleep in the car tonight are we gonna live in your car are we just gonna drive around for a few hours and then come back we we didn't know what the plan was so i pulled open my phone and i just start researching i am looking at you know, seeing ghost dogs with strange eyes, seeing shadow figure kids, having a scratch from an entity, having a scratch in threes from an entity. And I wish I still had this article, but an article comes up and it outlines what happens in a demonic haunting. And it starts with anger and mimicking and animals that may have strange eyes because demons cannot perfect other forms there's always going to be something off and that's one of the telltale signs of a demonic entity is that it's not perfectly mimicked the mimicking of voices the mimicking of things you trust like that dog like the children but again the children were shadows it could not perfect the human form right And then it continued on to say that they could get in your mind. They can make you depressed. They can make you want to kill yourself. They can make you angry and sort of turn you in on each other and create all this oppression. And here's the little kicker. They are most commonly known for leaving scratches in marks of three. And at this point, I'm like a a demon. Yeah. (laughs) A demon. A demon? 
Right. Do the, are you telling me that demons are real? Right. And in our apartment? Of all, right. So at this point, I'm still having this panic attack of realization of, are you seriously telling me that we hit every single checkbox and then some of a demonic haunting? A demonic haunting. Demonic. Yeah. It, 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 I remember you reading it to me and I'm just like, there's no way. It sounds like a scary horror movie or something. The, the strangest part was that everything matched perfectly. This was a reputable resource back then. Like I said, I can't remember it. Sorry, guys. I, I was not into the paranormal. And we. my biggest regret with this all is not taking pictures and not recording and not investigating that apartment while we were there. I wish we had evidence. Right. And I also, at the time, think that we were very under the impression that you didn't want to have recordings. You didn't want to have evidence because that linked yeah. you to it. Yeah. And therefore created some sort of tie to where they're going to stay with you and you don't keep things like that. You don't keep things from haunted locations. You mm -hmm. don't keep things that are something that was created by a demon or a spirit. Yeah. So I, I, I was a little bit in shock, but I, I figured, you know what? Demon, evil spirit, something otherworldly. Let's call a priest right and get a priest in here to bless our apartment right so i pulled up every single church in our town and the town next to it which are the two <laughs> one of the two most populated areas in the entire state and i went down the list and i called every single church that was of Christian faith and left a voicemail on their recording saying <laughs> that this is my name. This is where I live. This is what I've been experiencing. This is what just happened. I would like a priest to come out. And I always followed it up with, I'm not a current member of your church, but I am new to this area. And we kind of were. We were there for less than a year. And I was like, I will go to church every single day of the week. I don't care what it is. Do we have to donate to you? I don't care. Get this thing out of my apartment so I can go home. Right. And we even said that. I remember you said that in the voicemail. <laughs> I did. We are willing to make a donation if that's required in order for this to be done. Yes. I, I just needed somebody out. I, I offered to come to services. I offered to donate. I offered whatever I could offer to have them call me. And while I was doing this, you got on the phone. With my dad and kind of gave him the rundown of what had just happened. And I remember he was just very, didn't even have a like inkling of disbelief. He was just like, come over here, sleep at our house tonight. So while Bertie was calling the priests, I turned the car and started heading towards my childhood home as a safe option. <laughs> Do you hear this? We left our apartment to spend the night 
in Robert's vortex of hands childhood bedroom with shadow people. This is our safe option. We would rather have slept in than our apartment. This is how scared we freaking were. I never wanted to be in your house. And now I was begging to be in your house. Right. And I think that's why this story had to come after my childhood experiences. Yeah. Just so that everyone listening can understand that this was not a easy thing to fall back on. This was no. not something that I wanted to go back to, but in that moment in time was a thousand times better than what we were currently experiencing. Yeah. So we went to your house and <laughs> we cuddled up in your childhood bed and managed to sleep for at least a few hours. So the next day comes and Rob has to go to work. Fun. <laughs> After that experience <laughs> and like two or three hours of sleep, I had to go put in a full shift. Yeah. So it was Sunday and none of the priests called me back ever, ever. I must have called over 50 churches that night and not a single one of them even bothered to return my call. I even said in some of them, this is not a prank. This is very real. I very much need your help. I would be really appreciative. Like I explained my heart out to the full extent of their recording systems. And if even if they thought that was a prank, I mean, you'd have to win some sort of award for the acting performance because <laughs> I remember listening to you leave the voicemails and you were super shaken and we were both yeah. freaking out. And it was time to call my skeptic parents. And I told them, hey, I I think, <laughs> I think my heart, <laughs> I can't even tell. I can't even pronounce this. It's I, I can't. Ex I, I'm trying to express to you all that this is just so weird. Uh, I but I called my skeptic parents and I said, "Hey, I think my apartment is haunted by a demon. Robert and I are staying at his dad's house, and I I need help. So my." My parents were relatively skeptical, but they heard how shaken I was and they were so weirded out that we were already at your dad's house right. and had spent the night there. So they knew something was seriously wrong for us to not be at our home. So my mom said, you know what? Come to church with us. And after church, uh, everybody sort of has, I don't know what they call it, um, the meet and greet with the priest. And uh, she's like, you know, maybe you can corner him after church and ask him to come over and do a blessing. And I thought, hey, that's actually a pretty good idea. If I go in person and I look at somebody face to face, especially with somebody who was my family priest and was familiar with my family, they'd have to say something to me. Right. So that's exactly what I did. I got in my car and I drove to church. 
that is where we're going to leave you with this episode. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you all have a very happy Halloween. We are recording this on the 30th night. So we are about to hit Halloween in a few hours, personally ourselves. I really appreciate all of your support that you've been giving the podcast and throughout this crazy process. Make sure if you want to stay engaged, uh, we are most active on Twitter at spirit underscore diaries. And uh, just thank you for listening to the Spirit Diaries. Thank you.